Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rock House Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. Be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. Good morning, everybody. One more time on a rainy morning. Good morning, everybody. All right. Beautiful weather we're having. Good rain. I'm Listen, I know everybody's sick of rain, but I really, really didn't want it to snow like four feet today. I didn't want that. I didn't have enough milk and bread. Listen, before we get started, how about the worship team? They do this every Sunday. You know, great job. They're over here practicing. They actually practice. They're not really that good. They have to practice to get that good. <laughs> no, they're that good. They're that good. And it just seems like every Sunday the, the worship is just, man, ain't it just don't it just feel good. The songs just hit right with you. You know, I mean, with how great they are. Am I the only one that just belts that out like Elvis? You know, whoa, I just let her go. feel like Elvis sometimes. Yes, yeah, they're bringing another group along, man. And it, you know, Sunday nights. Last Sunday night, we started our disciple church. Would you? It's a youth church, and man, that I mean, it was amazing. It went great. This stage was just loaded with young people. They were singing. They were praising. I seen hands flying up, and and, and I can see changes that's going to take place throughout this year with that group. You know, we're bringing up the next generation because I'll just tell you, I mean, I was trying to turn this microphone on a while ago and I <laughs> couldn't see. Somebody might have to read the Bible for me someday, you know? <laughs> or I could borrow, borrow Nadine's. Her print's about that big in her. <laughs> All right. Of course, we've been doing it. We started a series over overcoming, right? And our core verse there is in Romans 8. 28 through 39. Tyler went over those last week, and I'm not going to go over them again, okay? But what I want to really get down to is in verse 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? You ever think about that? Who can be against us? Well, you know what? There are, there is some things against us. There, there is an adversary who is against us. He didn't want you sitting here this morning. How many people set their alarm this morning? Raise your hand. Okay, how many people hit snooze this morning? Raise your hand. How many people said, oh, I really don't feel like going this morning? Raise your hand. You know, that alarm, devil uses my alarm clock terrible, terrible, terrible at, at, toward me sometimes. Now, I'm going to ask you to get involved here just a minute, okay? Get a little exercise going in so I don't lull you to sleep. If you have overcame 
Cancer. Please stand up. Cancer. Stay standing, stay standing, okay? Stay standing. If uh, you have had a life-changing illness, maybe like a heart attack or a, a near-death kind of, kind of a scare, would you please stand up? <laughs> if you've ever... If you've overcame addiction or currently overcoming addiction, stand up. <laughs> Facebook, I wish you could see this, okay? We got half the room standing right now. Okay, here's one, here's one. If you've ever had financial problems, have overcame financial problems or overcoming financial problems, Please stand up. I knew that'd get a bunch. Divorce or marital problems. Please stand up. It's okay. It's okay. If you've ever battled with depression, please stand up. If you've ever had a bad habit that you had to quit, would you stand up? Oh yeah, and, and those little dirty words, those little four little words are a bad habit, okay? <laughs> okay, if you've ever had to overcome losing a loved one, that's really close to you. Would you stand up? Look around you. Look around. Look behind you. Look in front of you. Look beside of you. Look everywhere. You were not made to be weak. God created you. Who created you? Genesis one twenty seven. For God, God created you. What did he create you in? Is your God weak? He didn't create you to be weak. You're standing today because you were created by the same God that created the stars, the, the earth, the oceans, the land, everything, the whole universe. That same God created you. And you were not created to be weak. Now those battles that you're standing, because you're standing today, those battles that you faced, did you fight those alone? Did you think you could? Was there, was there a point at, in time in that struggle, in that battle, were you ready to give up at a time? Would you be standing today had you not been strong? You wouldn't be here today, would you? You wouldn't be here today if you hadn't to give it to God. If you hadn't said, Jesus, take this. Did you realize at a point that you couldn't, but God could? 
tell you, you can sit down now. I won't make you stand the rest of the time. So the title this morning, of course, is you weren't, you weren't created to be weak. You weren't created to be weak. Okay? Now, I made sure this was okay with Tyler before I'd done it. But I pulled a little piece of scripture out of the book of Balboa. <laughs> Who's not a Rocky fan? You know? Grew up with, with, with Rocky, right? <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony's sitting there and he remembers me when I was growing up, okay? I was a great little kid, wasn't I, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> so I pulled this from the book of Balboa, okay? I'm going to read it to you. It says, let me tell you something that you probably already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And it will beat, beat, you, beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if, you're, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you've got to be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you, you should be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that. And that ain't you. You're better than that. Thank you, Rocky. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You know? Why are you better than that? What makes me better than that? What makes me not want to lay down and quit? What makes me want to get up every morning and go to work and do what I do and raise my children and do every, the normal everyday thing? What, what drives us? There was a man named Jesus that came to take my weakness, to take everything that made me weak and make me strong. I can't stand on my own. I can't get up in the mornings and do what I do and want to do more of it. I can't go out here and proclaim the gospel to people who don't want to hear it on my own. So I'm going to tell you a little. Tyler wanted me to share my testimony. And I could go on for days. Couldn't we, couldn't we Paul, size more? But I won't. I was raised in a good family. Hard-working family. We was a busy family. We were held accountable for the things we done. A lot. <laughs> was raised in church. I knew Jesus. I knew about Jesus. I knew about how he came and how he died and how he rose again and how he was coming back. I knew all that. I knew about Noah. I knew about Jonah. I knew about Nehemiah. I knew about Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. 
I knew all that. There come a point in my life where it wasn't, come on, you're going to church. To, Kyle, you going to church this morning? No, I ain't going to church this morning. Man, how I'd like to have that back. <laughs> so I drifted away. I drifted away. And most people here, they, I'm, I'm known as Buck's boy. Okay? They knew my daddy. And my mom. I, I was a late child. By the time I was born, they were tired. <laughs> Wore out. I didn't really care. I didn't have to wear a helmet when I rode a motorcycle. <laughs> Just go on, go play in the creek. I'm tired. So I really didn't grow up with a lot of rules. I never did get in a whole lot of trouble. But I did get in trouble. Never did do anything to hurt anybody. So no big deal, right? But the whole time I was growing up, I was getting a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper into immoral things, just drugs and alcohol, okay? And is that, is it, oh, guess what? Guess what the Bible says about sin? Who can tell me? It's fun. It says a lot about it. It's fun for a season, right? Man, my seasons were awesome. I had a lot of good seasons, man. And as I got in deeper and deeper and older and older and older, things started changing. Man, I had a taste for alcohol, and I was good at it. Man, I could put that stuff away. I was good at it. People actually told me I was good at it. So I just kept practicing until I got better. So... That, eventually that wasn't enough. So I started getting into little drugs. And then those little drugs turned into bigger drugs. And those bigger drugs turned into more drugs. So eventually I was gone. I was gone. I was hopeless. See, I grew up, my dad passed away when I was 16. Okay, so I do what I wanted to do. Go where I wanted to go. Call in, I'm, I'm not going to make you home today. Well, eventually that stopped, and I just didn't call anymore. And I stayed gone, and I stayed gone, and I was just drifting further and further and further and further until I didn't want anything to do with anybody good. I know that sounds crazy, but that's where I was at in my life. And if you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. The goody-goodies of the world, Right? Them church people. Don't go over there. Them church people's going to preach at you. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear that. So then, as life goes on and on, things start happening. And I become angry. I'm just an angry person. I'm mad and don't know what I'm mad at. So, of course, I, I blame God. Well, it's all God's fault. 
I never stopped believing in him. I knew he was real because he'd done all this terrible stuff for me. He made my life hard. Boo-hoo. Poor me. And there was one night, and I'm standing in front of you today, a very imperfect person. I'm not perfect. Not perfect. Notice I didn't ask all the perfect people to stand up this morning. There was one night, I stood in the back of my pickup truck, high on a mountain, and I told God, leave me alone. Said, if this is all you got for me, I don't want it. If all you're going to do is hurt me, I don't want it. You know what God did? He left me alone. You know, the Bible says the Spirit of God won't always dwell with a man. I know what that feels like. Man, I had no... No spirit speaking to me. I had no hope anymore in anything or anybody. That was all gone because I didn't want it. I told God, leave me alone. And he did. So I had no reason to be good, to try to do good things, to try to do what was right. So I lived several years like that. And there were times when I would try to pray. It wasn't going nowhere. It didn't go anywhere. Nobody was listening. So I'd quit. Years went on. And I met, I met the most remarkable person I've ever met in my life. You talk about tough. She put up with a lot for me. <laughs> a lot of people put up with a lot for me. I kept telling her when we were, we wasn't even dating. I said, one of these days you're going to marry me. <laughs> this is truth. I asked her. I said, and I won't, I won't, I'm going to ask you here in just a little bit to marry me. But I want you to say no. Why in the world was I saying that? Kind of dumb, wasn't it? So I'd ask her, I'd say, Brittany, will you marry me? Nope. <laughs> Probably a hundred times this happened because I would tell her to say no. I said, but one day you're going to say yes. And she married me, and at that point in time, I was a drunk. That was my life. That's what I enjoyed doing because everybody told me I was good at it. But something happened. She drugged me to church. She made me go to church. Come on, you're going to church. <laughs> oh, I really can't go this morning. You're going to church. If, you're not, if you don't go to church, my mommy's going to wonder what in the world is going on, Nadine. <laughs> if I didn't go to church, I got a phone call from Nadine Shepherd. Where were you this morning? 
Well, I was feeling a little rough and didn't want to go, well, you need to quit that, blah, blah, blah. You know? Pushed me, pushed me, pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. Until I started seeing things a little different. You know, this, this ain't a bad thing, this church stuff. I'd go to church and the, and the pastor sounded like Charlie Brown teacher. Womp, 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 womp. Womp, 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 womp. I ain't hear nothing. Because I remembered, I told God I ain't want to hear it no more. Then one day, I sat in there and I heard something. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. It's pretty interesting stuff. Nah, I'm done. I ain't doing that. I can't be saved. I'm done. I've done really messed up. I already told God that. Didn't want him. I'm done. So I'd leave. So, fast forward, this happens about a month, you know. I start hearing little tidbits of the word coming through. Ah, I'm done. I don't want, no, no, no. I still wouldn't give up what I had. The 30s that I had. <laughs> Then, one morning, I went to a baptism. Let me say, I staggered into a baptism. I was drugged into a baptism, staggering, smelling really, really bad. <laughs> Sit in the back row. I mean, alcohol just oozing out of me. Sick. Tired. And as a feeling came over me like I'd never felt before in my life, something grabbed a hold of me and just choked me out. I couldn't swallow. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't quit sweating. And this wasn't a hangover. I tried to, tried to leave right in the middle of it all. And as I was going this way, somebody grabbed my arm and pulled me back this way. And the words that I heard that morning, I can't even tell you what the words were, but the words that morning just cut me open and pulled my heart out and turned that old hard stone heart soft as jelly. But you know what I done? I walked out that back door. When the preacher said amen, I hit the back door flying. That was on a Sunday, on a Wednesday. I worked with a, <laughs> I worked with a, a preacher, who I had persecuted for like, for years. He was of a faith that we're all familiar with, but probably scared to death of. <laughs> for no reason at all, I was doing my job, and I was working on a, I was working on a welder, and it. A lot, of, a lot of power comes through it. And I stood back, and I knew that if I was going to touch this piece of metal, I was going to die, Greg. Sweating, pouring out of me, shaking, terrified. I was going to die. That day, I was going to die if I touched anything on that metal table. I was dying. And this man who I persecuted come around the corner for no reason whatsoever. 
had no reason to come into where I was. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he said, oh, God. I said, yes. <laughs> he said, I've been praying for this a long time. He said, well, you need to pray. I said, let's pray. And right there, right then and there, it happened. It happened. And everything's been perfect since then. I ain't had no problems. <laughs> Jesus come into my life and took everything away, and it's been perfect. No. But you know what? Now I have somebody that I can lean on. When I am weak, he is strong. We still face a battle. Every day we face a battle. Let's go to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, verse 12, or chapter 12, verse 7. Let's look what Paul says. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. Now, you see, I went through all that, and it wasn't me that changed. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You understand that? I had to be willing to accept it. Right? But I didn't do that. I wasn't one that changed. Jesus is the one that changed me. Paul says here, To keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, flesh a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. So you see these burdens that we pack, they're for other people to see. Did you know that? Those are for other people to see. So, we, he, so they can see how strong Christ is through us. If he can, from the words of Molly, if he can use an old knothead like me, I know he can use somebody like you. Because guess what? You weren't made to be weak. We weren't created to be weak. God created us for him. He created us to worship him, to lean on him, to bring him into our lives, to enter into our lives and be one with us. If you're overcoming, if you're in a battle today, I'm in a battle. I'm in a battle today. I don't really know anybody that ain't. But we're in a battle of some kind every day. Every day. And if you're trying to carry that burden alone, drop it here today. Drop it right here today. See, in the Old Testament, we had to sacrifice, they, people had to sacrifice their best, their best lamb, their best calf, their best tomato, whatever it was they were doing at the time. They had, they, God wanted their best. Well, you know what? Jesus came and took all that. And now he wants your worst as a sacrifice. He's already took those. When he was on the cross, he took that from you. You're the one holding on to it. 
So this morning, if you're, if you're, just step out of the aisle. Okay, I always said that first, that first sideways step is the hardest one to make in your journey with Jesus. So you got to sidestep the devil and run a touchdown down the aisle to Jesus, right? Stiff army. But that sideways step, I'm, I've, I've prayed all week for somebody, for this whole church to make that sideways step and come to Jesus this morning. And if you've been, if you've been battling, come and get rid of that. You wouldn't believe what this, these two wooden steps do for you. You wouldn't believe it. I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you. But you got it. It's like a, it's like a Corvette. Okay? You won't believe it until you drive it. Okay? And I promise it won't come with a payment book. Well, actually it does kind of. That's the reason I'm standing here today. You know what God done for me? You know what Jesus done for me? He saved me. And he put people in my life that prayed for me daily. He put people in my life and said, come on, we're going to church. You can be that person. That's how you give back. That's how you give. What's the greatest commandment? What's the second? Just love each other. And if you truly, truly, truly love somebody, you're going to tell them about Jesus. You're not going to want them to go to hell because that's the alternative. Listen, there ain't no waiting room. There ain't no nice place. There ain't no, ah, this, this place over here is for people that's been good, but no, you go going one place or another. So if you love them, pray for them. Bring them, come on, we're going to church. Bring them, be that person. Be that person. So if you don't know Jesus, come and get him. Whoever asks, ask. That's all you got to do. Ask him, boom, you, it's took care of. And if you do know him and you're trying to fight a battle by yourself, what are you doing? You've been going to church, you've been going to Sunday school, you've been on Bible studies. Why are you doing it alone? Give up. Give up. You know, all our life, Paul, we've been taught what? Keep going, keep going. Don't ever give up. Don't. Well, you know, I'm telling you this morning to give up. Give up. That don't mean you give up and don't do nothing. But give it up. This morning, give it up. Take that sideways step. Let's, Psalm 143, please. Now this is a... I, I stumbled across this, actually. This is a prayer of David. We all have an enemy, right? We all have one common enemy. So everybody stand up this morning as they come to close. If you're going through something this morning, I know you are. I know you are. I want you to bow your head. And when I finish this prayer, we're going to have an open altar. Okay? I want you to bow your head and I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray this prayer that David prayed. So everybody, if you will, bow. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one living is righteous before you. 
The enemy pursues me. He crushes me to the ground, and he makes me dwell in the darkness like I was long dead. For my spirit grows faint within me, my heart within me is dismayed. I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like parched land. Answer me quickly, Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I will be like those who go down into the pit. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemy, Lord. For I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will. For you are Yahweh. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. In your unfailing love, silence my enemies. Destroy my foes, for I am your servant. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in today. And remember, the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with Him. Again, thanks for listening. God bless.